are they now? Today, we dive in with two alumni guests to see what they have been up to since they last have been on the podcast. So stay tuned. You did it. You have found your judgment-free zone, the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a bilingual podcast for women who want to become reinas of their money and love their dinero more. I am your host, Jen Hemphill, a former extreme frugalist turned reina of your money advocate. Each week, I'm going to help you reign your money like that queen that you are with inspiring interviews and panel discussions from La Comunidad Latina and with solo episodes sharing simple, actionable tips and strategies. Thanks for spending some time with me today. And now let's jump into today's Dose of Money Confidence. Hola, hola. This is Jen Hempel. We are wrapping up a full month of celebration of this podcast for a podcast that has been going on and it's ever evolvement because I say the podcast, I would say the whole name, but it's changed a couple times, right? But we've been doing this for five years. So we've taken the whole month to just celebrate, celebrate the podcast, celebrate you as the listener, celebrate the guest and everything that has come about as a result of this podcast. So I appreciate you joining me this month in the celebration, but it's not over. Don't forget to register for Trivia Night because if you are listening to this before Sunday, June 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are having a Trivia Night. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's free. There are going to be prizes and giveaways so make sure to register at jenhempill.com forward slash trivia. Now today we have two special guests, alumni guests, that is, they have been on this show a couple times. Both of them have been here when Her Money Matters first started, and then they came back when I shifted gears to what was called Su Dinero Importa, and now is known as Her Dinero Matters. So we have Eileen Harris. And to refresh your memory, in case you didn't listen to the episodes with her, Eileen Harris is an award-winning success coach who trains top influencers and lady bosses how to have it all by growing an online business. She is a Forbes.com contributor, lovingly trained over 100,000 entrepreneurs, has customers in 20 plus countries, and has also launched successful businesses in the Latino market. She lives with her husband and dog, Bentley, in Miami Beach, and currently, she is the chief strategy officer and co-founder of EMRIS International, a multi-million dollar network marketing company. Her daily motto is to play, slay, and conquer the day. I love that. And we also have Mabel Nunez, who is the founder and chief education officer at Girls on the Money, a stock market investing education company. The mission of Girls on the Money is to teach start market investing to women, minorities, and individuals that aren't typically exposed to this amazing skill. She is passionate about helping people to let go of the fear of investing, empower through education, and motivate them to take control of their finances. She has an MBA degree in finance and nearly 12 years of hands-on investing experience, and she's also a best-selling author of two best-seller investing books and teaches highly rated courses around the topics of personal finance and investing. So in this episode, we are basically catching up. We are going to go back in time to the episodes that they were on to see what that was going on in that time of their life. 
what is going now in their life, as well as what has changed in terms of their perception of money, in terms of their journey about money, right? Because our journey with money changes over time. It evolves. We grow. So we get to hear from them what has evolved and grown. So you ready? Let's do this. Let's go catch up with Eileen and Mabel. Bienvenidas, Eileen and Mabel. I am so thrilled to have you here. Again, this is the actually the third time. La tercera vez. You've been here with me from the beginning. You both have been from when I started Her Money Matters five years ago, back in 2015. You were one of the first guests. And then you also came back when we had a brief moment of Su Dinero Importa. And now you're back. And I can't wait to catch up. Thank you, Jen. I'm excited to hang out with you once again. Yes, yes. So let's start. Eileen, let's start with you. What has changed for you in the past five years? First of all, I can't believe five years passed. When I read that in the email, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is serious. So much has changed. I think last time I spoke to you, I was focusing mostly on coaching. And I had my business for my Spanish-speaking audience and my English-speaking audience. And now... I have expanded that to also sell physical products. And so my husband and my business partners and I, we launched a business that has CBD and supplements and CBD skincare and a detox tea. And in a year, it grew to a multi-million dollar international business. So just reminded me, it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and that some of those skills are translatable. You know, because even though it's physical products, not digital products, you know, when you love tu gente, it's really cool to see the response. Wow, that is incredible. But, you know, I'm not surprised just knowing what I know about you, the times that we've spoken, because we've chatted, yes, outside of the podcast as well. You are a go-getter and you are fearless. So to hear what has evolved it doesn't surprise me just because of the person that you are. I love that. Now, Mabel, how about you? What has changed for you? Well, first of all, congratulations, Ilian. That's amazing to hear. That's so cool. For me, um, I think when, we, when I first got on your podcast, I was just starting Girls in the Money. It was very new, maybe less than a year old, which is crazy, or maybe just a year old. And I can't believe it's been five years. A lot has changed. So initially... Um, I don't even know if I had the boot camp when we interviewed the first time. Like No, I don't think you did. No. I don't recall. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, that has changed. So I have, I, I published two books on investing just for beginners. That's my, pretty much my mission to just teach beginners how to grow wealth through investing. So um, the two books, I have the boot camp, the stock investing boot camp which is like my longest class is six weeks. And I have other courses that I've developed. I have about four courses in total now. So yeah, all of my revenue comes from the courses and the books and also doing, I've also done talks at universities um, and things like that. And I think the biggest accomplishment in the past five years is that I'm doing this now full time. Um, it's my full time work. And I'm grateful that I've been able to uh, generate enough revenue to live day to day, to save money, to invest money, to do you know the things that I like to do. So I'm very... I guess proud of myself for getting to that level and very grateful for all my community and the people that support me. So that's, um, that's one of the biggest things that I've, that I've accomplished. That's amazing. Congrats. 
I, cause I have, I've loved seeing you evolve and grow and you've definitely, you know, your community is super engaged and love you cause you provide so much value on investing tips, which I love. Now, Eileen, so you have grown tremendously. Uh, you were already doing big things. What sparked the next step to those physical products? I I'm curious, was that something in your long-term plan or did something else happen? You know, it's funny because I make so many plans and then God is like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and, you know, what happens, happens. And it was definitely not in my plans. The growth was and uh, just a big picture was. And it, it just reminded me to always stick to your why and be flexible about the how. And so my why stayed strong and my why was to serve people. And, and it pretty much was inspired by listening to people. You know, people asked for it. People were seeking for something. And I myself got tired of settling for certain products when I was shopping for myself. And then I listened to my audience and to people that I was connected with. And it just still was in alignment with my why. It's just the how got tweaked a little bit. And for me, it was big because I was definitely out of my comfort zone. But when you stay coachable and hungry, I find that anything is possible. Agree. And how about you, my bad? Have you seen it? Because I love what Eileen just said about being flexible about the how. Because yes, I believe God likes to say, just kind of laugh. Yeah, you thought you were going to do that. But you know, I was thinking something else for you. So do you feel that has showed up for you as well? Absolutely. Like when I first started this journey of having this business, it was just born out of my passion for investing. First of all, like my, I call it my obsession because it, this sounds bad, but I literally eat, breathe and live investing. That is like my ultimate passion. So I didn't know what my business would look like, to be honest, at the beginning, you know, I had the social media following and people, oh yeah, we're interested in learning, but I didn't even know, to be honest, like where that would take me. Uh, the idea of courses uh, didn't really cross my mind. What I was thinking more towards was like one-on-one -on -one coaching type of thing at the beginning. Like, oh, maybe people would sign up to be coached by me to learn to invest and it would be like a one-on-one -on -one thing. But then all of a sudden I discovered like the world of courses and then I went that route. And I think it's, it was the best route for me, you know, because I could reach more people that way. So yeah, everything that has happened has emerged from like, I would say just taking it day by day and seeing what works and what doesn't. And, and it wasn't something that I planned from the beginning. It's just been developing over the years, what my business looks like now. So it's, it's definitely not what I had in mind. Even I even had a blog and I was like, oh, maybe it's just going to be the blog and I'll just make money from the blog, which is probably like so difficult. God knows how to do that. But um, that was also like part of my original strategy, which completely shifted too. So it's just been like just learning over the years and and seeing what works. Right. Definitely a lot of flexibility for sure. Now, Eileen, so you've had all this, this change and growth, and I'm guessing it hasn't always been smooth sailing. And so what kind of challenges have you had? Because you, you're a doer, you persevere, and you are resilient. So I'm, I'm curious about your challenges and how what you did to overcome those. Any one or two challenges? Girl, I've had so many challenges. I'm only going to pick the top two so I don't scare people <laughs> into being entrepreneurs. <laughs> but whatever the challenges of someone's listening, if, if they're not exactly what I'm describing, just know that 
things don't happen to us, they happen for us. So every challenge that I have overcome has actually unlocked another level of success or peace of mind or confidence. And for me, trust me, the challenges have definitely come. Oh my gosh, do I have stories, but don't worry, I won't spend all day on them. But the first one, of course, was life happens. When you're an entrepreneur, you don't live in a little perfect bubble. You know, my dad had stage four lung cancer. He lost his battle. But because I had the freedom of my business, I was living four hours away from him. I moved back to Miami. I took care of him every single day. And while he napped, I worked on my business. And a lot of people told me, no, 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 take a back seat, take a break, pause. And I don't know, maybe it was just so normal for me to be a business owner. It it was just my lifestyle. Maybe it helped me cope. But that was life and that was super hard and I pushed through and I'm sure for some people it's different. They have kids, maybe they live in, I don't know, at home and there's other people that work from home, especially now during Rona and it's a little bit loud, you know, any challenge. So life can happen and life is not going to be all perfect because we're entrepreneurs. And then the second thing I had to learn was to hire experts, even if I was good at something, because you being good isn't okay. Like you should have great people on your team. So there were some things that I was doing that I thought, oh, I got this. And when I hired somebody, girl, it really took it to the next level. And so I always knew hire your weaknesses, right? Like if you're terrible at it, it was a no brainer to bring in somebody. But now I'm even looking at things that I thought I could do and just being super open-minded and making that investment, you know, and knowing that my biggest assets are people. It's the team. Right. And and I do remember about your father and I know definitely that's tough. And I also, you mentioned you were working and I, with grief, it's just, there's so many w- different ways to grieve, right? People and each person uh, does that in their own way. And thank you so much for sharing that. And also just your point on hiring experts on things that you're even good at. I love that because I think sometimes with that and just hearing you say that and reflecting on that, I feel like it's when you're hiring those experts, it's time for you to up-level yourself to a, more, to challenge yourself a little more and, and focus on other areas for more growth. Don't you think just hearing you speak, say that, I'm like, that is so smart. <laughs> I love that. Now, um, Abel, how about you? What, I'm sure it hasn't been all peaches and roses. <laughs> what, what kind of challenges have you had in these past five years? I think one of my initial challenges was when I was working full time, I worked for the city of New York in budgets and, you know, a very exhaustive, I mean, I'm not saying that right, <laughs> a very tiring it's job. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of a very intense job. Um, in budgets and you know, dealing with numbers and stuff like that. And then I, I had girls on the money on the side, which was like my, you know, side business. So it got to a point where, you know, girls on the money was becoming a full-time job for me. It was, uh, you know, dealing with the courses, dealing with the students, dealing with like, you know, going on interviews and stuff like that. So I, I kind of had to make a decision at, at one point of leaving this, you know, very lucrative job with the city of New York, where I had perfect benefits and incredible pay. And um, I would say it was the best job I've ever had as an adult. So leaving that job behind and, and or, you know, and taking on Girls on the Money full time. So I had to kind of make that decision on my own, even though like sometimes when I, I have these tough decisions to make, I would talk to my parents, 
the, the thing is with the Latino community, and I'm sure you ladies would understand if you have. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. A job as, you know, a great job with a 401k and all these benefits. The, your parents might not be the best <laughs> source of advice because they will be like, are you crazy? Are you going to quit a job to go sit at home and work from the, your computer? Like they would think I'm insane. So the challenge was, you know, going inside myself, making the call on my own and trusting that I could make this business successful. And thank God I am now at a point where I'm surpassing the whatever I was making in my, my that, that city job. Thank God, but it didn't get there right away. That's another challenge. You know, you have to be financially prepared when you do a business full time to, you know, give yourself flexibility. You're going to have need time to try, try new things, see what works, see what creates revenue, see what doesn't. And for that, you need to have a nice nest egg where you can be like, okay, it's okay if this product didn't make money this month because I have my savings and I have my investments and I'm going to be okay. So that's another thing that you have to, you know, I would never tell anybody ever quit your job and see what happens that is a horrible advice and i know people see that on social media all the time like oh follow your dreams who cares that is horrible advice so i would say you know being prepared financially helped me tremendously when i decided to take the leap into my full-time business and thank god everything worked out but it was a challenge at first to first of all make that decision and having my parents looked at me like i was insane and then just being confident in myself because at the beginning it was just me, a one lady show. I didn't have any employees or anything, anybody else. It was just me by myself being confident in my ability to make my business grow. So that was one of my initial challenges. And I agree with Ileanne about uh, delegating. So eventually I got to a point where I'm like, okay, even though I can do all of this myself and I, you know, it's been a one woman show for years, I think it's time to find experts or people to help me out. And, and I've been growing a team little by little. And that's something that I'm working on still, but that definitely, that's a huge part of, of, of the business. So I'm glad she brought that up too. Love it. And being financially prepared, which definitely leads to what I want to talk about uh, next, because being financially prepared is everything. And of course, I'm going to say that, right? <laughs> this, is, this is what I do. So I'm curious, Eileen, we've talked on the podcast when we first uh, talked, it was episode nine of the Her Money Matters podcast, which actually came out in August of 2015. And we talked about finding purpose. And definitely, there was a lot of mindset talk in there. And in the Sudinero Importa, we, you came on at on episode 10, November 2018. And we talked about abundance. So I'm curious, being that you've had, you've done a lot of work, for sure on your mindset and personal development. I'm curious how your perspective on money has changed for you over the years. It has completely evolved. I feel like I used to see money as sort of like a source. Like I needed the money and I have to make money. And obviously not that you shouldn't see it that way, right? But that's all I saw. So it's it's not to say that that was bad. It's that that's all I could see. And now I could see money as a source, as a resource, as something that can support me. But I also see it now as like a little employee. <laughs> and so that money needs to be working. I see it differently. So when you see it as this is another employee on my team, it no longer gives you sticker shock because now you're thinking, 
I need to let the money work for me. You know, I need to do this so that the money can grow. So you would never tell an employee, you're not allowed to get on the Wi-Fi. You're not allowed to get a computer. You're not allowed to do this and that because you're holding them back. But I didn't realize I would do that with money because I would see it through the lens of like a consumer, you know, the sticker shock. And when I saw it as this isn't just a pair of shoes that's going to sit there. This isn't like frivolous shopping. This is to grow. And when it grows, it can hire more people, buy more products, do all these things. It really was liberating. And it just took away this extra weight that had nothing to do with my business strategy. I don't know if you guys can relate. It's just me like second guessing myself. And so now that I saw it as this is its responsibility to grow, it's just let all these ideas look way less risky, feel with a lot more flow, gave me a lot more confidence because I just thought I'm not being irresponsible. I am now expanding and this is what it looks like. And trust me, as a Cuban, that was a huge shift because you got to save <laughs> for a rainy day and you got to listen to your family. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to them when they say, absolutely don't do that. I'm really just trying, you know, to grow. And so it was a huge, huge shift, but I'm so glad I, I pushed through all those insecurities and kind of see it that way now. I love that. Uh, you're saying money is an employee. Yes. You have to make it work for you all the time. Love that. How about you, Mabel? What has uh, shifted? Because you came on in October of 2015. It was episode 21. So again, you both came on early on. And in that point, you shared about where your love of investing came from. And then in January 2019, you came back for Sudinero Importa episode 17. And we dove more into investing and what you need to know. Uh, so I'm just curious, obviously, your love is investing that has shown through and through. I'm curious how your perspective has changed on money over the years. Yeah, well, I can't believe the first time was like October 2015. Yeah, I definitely didn't have anything really done at that point. That's just crazy that you reminded me of that. It has changed a lot. So I would say even in, in recent times, um, for me, my number one obsession and passion has been saving money and investing my money. And that means that I did not spend one cent on like, you know, things like, oh, I'm going to go shopping today. I'm going to go buy some fancy purses or, you know, some nice things because, you know, I want to have them. You know, I want to use my money for something um, very frugal, which I still am. But I think over the years, I've learned to actually you know, use my money to buy me things that, that bring me joy, that make me excited. So kind of getting away from that mentality of just saving and investing, saving and investing, because my mom reminds me of this all the time. So she's like, you know, you want to, the money is to para vivir, el dinero es para vivir, you know, don't, and because she knows how I am and she, obviously she raised me and I've always been this way, like a money hoarder. Yo también. Yeah. Okay, so you can relate. I feel like, sometimes I feel like I'm alone in that, but I'm glad that, you know, you're mm -hmm coming from and I've learned over the years and even um, in recent times like I was saying like I've been trying to put a mission or a goal behind the money like oh maybe I want to take a trip somewhere and you know don't feel guilty about it because it's going to be an experience and you know when you're older you're going to be thinking about that experience you're not going to be thinking about oh how much money did I have back then in my bank account so I'm, I'm kind of I'm, it's something that I'm still working towards putting a mission behind my money but it's something that I'm I've been it's kind of very different than how it was at the very beginning when I first 
started kind of this journey or my, you know, my life in, in general. So I hear you because I've been the same way. I have evolved over time too. But when I met my husband and then we got married, so it's almost 20 years, basically, I was afraid of spending because I was like, if I spend, then we're not going to have money. And he was like, well, we go to work to make money so we can spend on things we enjoy. And I'm like, but I, I, it was just hard for me just because of my upbringing. But I, I completely see know where you're coming from because I, I've been there even still to this day. There's some frugality tendencies, which there's nothing wrong with that. You just don't want to go extreme like I did for sure. So thank you so much for sharing that, Mabel. Now, I'm just curious, Eileen, what exciting projects you shared, what you were doing then to what you're doing now. So what exciting projects do you have in the works that you want to share? Well, we're definitely having a lot of fun expanding our product line. So looking at some cool new products that can supplement what we have over at our company, Emrys. But funny enough, even after all these things I've done in business, one of the things I'm actually going to do now, which is a little bit out of my comfort zone, is work more on my personal brand. So it's so natural for me to want to teach, to help be behind the scenes as a coach, do supply chain for our company, all these things. But I'm actually going to step out more and like do more YouTube and Instagram and Facebook lives and just really keep adding a lot more value because uh, I've just seen how, how fun and how impactful and fulfilling it's been. But it's just my comfort zone a little bit to be behind the scenes. And so that's another thing I'm definitely going to be pushing myself on in the near future. I love that. And that's interesting you say that just because in the times you've been on the podcast, the way I've always considered you, and I've, I think I've said that you're, I know you speak, right? You, you've, you've spoken at conferences and events, and you have this way about you where you're, you definitely are like this inspirational speaker. Some of the things that you just managed to say concisely about being flexible about the how things are the so I think that's innate to you. So I say go for it because you definitely should do this because you do have that gift. And I'm excited to see what happens. Oh, thank you. Oh, no problem. No problem. Now, my bad. How about you? What exciting projects do you have in the works? So this is something that I've been trying to work on a little bit, little by little, um, maybe the, over the past year or so. So I want to have a Spanish side of Gross on the Money, which is it's called La Inversionista. So basically, I get a lot of people from like Puerto Rico or people that speak Spanish and maybe have a difficult time with English, but I want to learn to invest. So I want to have like just a, a sister company that is all in Spanish with Spanish courses, Spanish books. But that is has become like this monster project because I don't even know where to begin <laughs> with all of that. All I have right now is like the Instagram account and like I'm translating some content. But it's, it's very difficult, but it's something that I definitely want to um, work on more. And it's definitely one of my major projects that I want to um, flesh out and work on. And also when I write uh, new books, my books I, are very, thank God, have been very well accepted in the world of beginners. And people say, you know, it, this is like investing for dummies, which is exactly my mission. Like I want this to be simple <laughs> and very basic. So I want to write new books on new topics around investing and just, you know, continue my mission of making it simple. Just expanding my brand, expanding my company. I do have this, you know, dream of becoming like the number one investing educator in like, you know, the US or the world, whatever that may look like. Um, but it is a huge, I feel like it is a mission of mine, like a God given mission to 
provide this knowledge to people that are not otherwise exposed to it. So I do, I guess I want to be specific that I my target market is people that are not exposed to investing from a young age, you know, Latinos, minorities, uh, Blacks, you know, just people in, in, in underrepresented communities that don't get this information because I was one of those people. I didn't get exposed to investing until I was in college. And then I had to kind of motivate myself to start investing because there's, there's one thing about knowing about investing in the markets and then it's a completely different thing to actually do it. So it is my mission to push people to do it, to participate and, and just um, make it um, accessible to people that, like I said, are not typically exposed to this knowledge. So yeah, those are kind of a little bit of my um, aspirational or you know, things I'm working on right now. So. That is so exciting. And you can't see me through your mic, but I am like smiling big because that is that is definitely a need. And I just can't wait to see you just evolve with that area of your business. I'm excited. I'm like, I wrote down to follow you on, on Instagram on your, your Spanish handle. That is exciting. Oh my goodness. Well, I have loved catching up with you, Eileen and Mabel. This has been such a pleasure. Me encanto, me encanto, me encanto. And just hearing everything that you've been up to and the challenges, how your, your your perspective as money has changed. And I think that part is powerful just because it shows how we continue to evolve and grow in our financial life. So it never stops. So I really appreciate your time and your the example you're setting for our community, our Latino community, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep pressing. I am cheering you on. Wasn't that fun? I hope that you enjoyed just getting either to know maybe for the first time Eileen and Mabel or maybe just catching up because you've already listened to those episodes. So I know I had a lot of fun just catching up with them. And this whole month has been a lot of fun. Of course, the celebration is not over. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if you're listening to this before Sunday, June 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are having Trivia Night. It's a free event where we're basically doing some trivia about the podcast. So if you've been following along with this episode, if you've been following along on Instagram at Her Dinero Matters, you will know you'll be completely fine with the trivia. I'm not going to make it hard. It's just going to be fun. It's just going to be a time for us to get together, to get to know each other, to connect and win some prizes because who doesn't like to win prizes? So that is it. I usually announce the next week, but I'm not prepared to do so. I'm <laughs> just keeping it real. I'm still working on that. So that is it. Eso es todo. I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show, to choose this podcast as one of your podcasts to listen to. And remember, everything that you need to know is on jenhemphill.com forward slash celebration. There aren't specific show notes for the, the episodes of June, but all of it is all compiled in one page. So remember to claim your reina crown, tu corona, because you don't have to wait. That is the truth. The choice is in your hands. And becoming that reina of your money, being confident can start now. You've got this. Tu puedes. Sending you abrazos through this mic. 
And also be sure to share with us when you listen to this episode by taking a screenshot or a selfie and tag us in your IG stories with at HerDineroMatters and the hashtag HerDineroMatters. Nos hablaremos pronto and I will talk to you next Thursday. Ciao.